The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. This week... On the Chicago Bears review, as the season enters its final stretch, our beloved will try to keep the good times rolling on our Turkey Day visit to the Motor City for our first matchup of the year with the arch-rival Detroit Lions. Can the Bears give a performance to be thankful for, or will the Lions ruin the holiday? All of this and so much more on the Week 13 preview episode of the Chicago Bears review. Number 13 already. Man. You know, with the way the Bears are playing this year, is it a is it a good thing that it's already week 13? You know, it, it's uh, one of those things that you just, you're just dying for the NFL season to hurry up and get here. And then when it does, it then proceeds to begin ending. And the ending arrives way sooner than most fans are ready for, uh, even though the, our team is... is, is uh, you know, not poised anyway to make a playoff run, and the season will end uh, pretty much uh, at the end of December on the 28th when the final Sunday is played, Week 17. Uh, you know, you still watch the other games because it's football and it's the best, the best game and best game in the world, greatest sport on the planet, however you want to put it. And uh, yeah, before you know it, that first weekend in February will be over, and then it's time to start thinking about 2015 and the draft and free agency and all that garbage so uh yeah anyway week number 13 the final five weeks of the season the last five games of the year for the bears uh sitting at five and six on a two-game winning streak however the uh detroit lions will be hosting us on thursday their annual thanksgiving tradition uh you know hosting responsibilities uh they are at eight and four right now so they're are they no wait, are they eight and four yeah eight and four the bears are five and six yes that's correct um you know it's uh no wait they're seven and four i'm sorry they're seven and four my mistake seven and four i was just trying to do the math it's like wait they haven't played 12 games already They've played 11 games. They're 7-4. and four. They were 7-2, and two, and they're on a two-game losing streak right now. So these two teams, uh, even though they have played vastly different teams in the last two weeks, the Lions have played AFC West division leader, and uh, for a while there in the argument for the best team in football in the Arizona Cardinals and lost out there in uh, – in uh, was it in Arizona? I believe it was, actually – um, and then the following week, they went up to New England and got it handed to them by the Patriots 34 to 9. So not as bad or embarrassingly bad as, as it was with the Bears, but bad enough. And they lost both games without scoring a touchdown on offense, something we'll talk a little bit more about in the review uh, or preview segment, I should say. Um, the Bears, on the other hand, 
playing two games against two teams that they should beat and thankfully they were able to do it although uh, you guys have heard me talk about it uh, not pleased with their overall performance in either of those football games we had an opportunity to put both teams away early and for lack of a better term refused to do it both teams had a chance to tie you know to drive and tie the football game up in the final minutes of the game with Minnesota it came down literally to the final minute uh, before Ryan Mundy uh, made an interception uh, in the in the end zone with less than a minute to go in the game to end Minnesota's final drive uh, the Buccaneers actually had two chances in the last two minutes uh, that 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 blunder of a fourth down call uh, by the Buccaneers where they got stuffed at the, you know on fourth and less than a yard uh, the Bears go three and out in a heartbeat give the ball back to Tampa Bay and then the Bears go ahead and put a stop to them so it's interesting though if you'd have looked at this game you know looking at the Thanksgiving game three weeks ago after the Bears lost to Tampa Bay or excuse me Green Bay after the Bears lost to Green Bay and I, I forget it, what, who it was that the uh, that the Lions beat uh, a couple of weeks ago. I actually have their schedule right here. Oh, they had just beaten the uh, the Dolphins, they, and they did so in dramatic fashion. They had to come back and and score a touchdown in the last minute to uh, to to get that win over Miami. It was at home in the dome, so it was a lot of emotion. You know, they were riding high going into you know these last two games with Arizona and New England. They scored a combined 15 points in those last two games. Uh, losing the games they combined 48 to 15 uh, to be exact so but they're still the Lions so they're still very dangerous uh, on offense and the thing that we need to worry about is that uh, the the uh, Lions have started utilizing all that talent they have on the defensive side and until they until the shellacking by uh, my New England they were the number one defense in football and they've fallen to number three uh, so uh, this will be on paper at least or statistically the best defense the Bears face all season and we get to do it twice we get to do it once on national TV this coming Thursday and then we get to do it uh, three weeks from now uh, and when we return to uh, when we finish up our three-game homestand uh, at Soldier Field so this is uh, our last home game of the year uh, second to last, I should uh, excuse me, road game. Second to last road game of the year because we got Detroit on the road. Then we got our three home games, uh, Dallas, New Orleans, and then Detroit again before we go on the road for week 17 against the Minnesota Vikings. So this is a, a de the, the, the top half of a Detroit sandwich right now. You got Detroit, Dallas, New Orleans, and then Detroit again. What will the Bears look like four weeks from now after these, uh, after these four games? At the beginning of the year, I was like, "Man, this is a this could easily be like a five six game stretch." The Bears go on uh, in the beginning of the season. I probably have that on tape somewhere of uh, me saying that. And uh, now you look at it and you're like, "Well, I definitely think we can beat New Orleans." Uh, the way that Detroit is playing right now. Uh, they they can't seem to put it together on offense, uh, you know. But we have a, our offense has played terrible the last couple of weeks. So, how good are we going to look against the number three defense in the NFL uh, on Thursday? 
what can we do against Dallas? And their defense is much better. Uh, they seem to be clicking on all cylinders kind of thing. Who knows what we can look like? Because we, we honestly, 13 weeks into the season, we still don't know who this team is. We still haven't seen a consistent top-to-bottom performance from this team this year. I mean, last year it was easy to, to distinguish who we were. We were one of the top offensive teams in the league. With There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. The dead last worst defense in football, or at least the worst run defense anyway. I think Dallas beat us out for overall worst defense uh, in the NFL uh, last year, but... We had an identity. We were a solid, solid offensive team. And unlike many, you know, Lubby Smith football teams, we were at the polar opposite of that. We were solid on offense, 29 points a game, constantly moving the chains, but a defense that couldn't keep us in the football game. You know, we had to be perfect on offense to be able to win. And, you know, eight times last year we weren't able to do that. So, uh this year, it's, you know, the last two weeks, the defense that had just come off of back-to-back, you know, games where they gave up 50 points each has given up only 13 points in each of the last two games where, you know, the offense that's, you know, supposed to be able to move the chains and uh, keep the the defense guessing and utilize these big receivers and we got this tight end and, you know, a dynamic running back out of the backfield can't put together a string of first downs can't be consistent and get the ball into the end zone I mean we we haven't really been consistent on offense and moving the chains and things like that to uh, you know I, I think maybe the Atlanta game was the last time we looked that good uh, on offense or you know or maybe even go a little bit further back to the first half of the Green Bay game where we were just up and down, up and down, up and down the field and actually into the second half of that game before we started turning the ball over. That's the strongest that the offense has looked even in a in a losing effort, you know. But these were all examples of the Bears not doing it for the entire 60 minutes. So, you know, we still at this point in the season have no idea who this team is. 
They have all the potential in the world. We could easily, easily win all four of these games if the defense keeps playing the way that it has and the offense can get it to get out of its own way and, you know, just be consistent. Not saying they have to score touchdowns on every drive, but to move the chains, get a couple of first downs, punt the ball, win the field position battle, you know, put the defense in a good spot, get the ball back, do something with it, you know, score 20, 21 points, 28 points, that kind of thing, keep it in that area. Yeah, we can win these games. We can win them all. You know, I, and I believed even, you know, in, in, well, not the last few weeks, actually, but even when we didn't look that sharp at the beginning of the season, I still believed that we had a team good enough to win every game on the schedule, every last one. And, you know, it's been embarrassingly bad at some points, and it's been exceptionally good, sometimes all in the same game. You know, the San Francisco game would be a great example of as being looking as bad as bad as we possibly could in the first half, being down 17 to nothing before we finally snap out of it and, you know, pretty much take over in the second half and more specifically in that game in the fourth quarter to take to steal one from San Francisco on the road. You know, to come out guns blazing and, and get it done. You know, turnovers looking like the, the the Bears teams of old, you know, turning getting scoring offensive points on defense and uh, you know, taking advantage, moving the football down the field against the Jets. And, you know, but it's all over the place. We haven't had one game, you know, like a like a game last year against the Cowboys on Monday Night Football. The offense scored on every drive that it had the ball last year, and all we needed the defense to do in that game was to get us one or two stops. You know, we just had to be able to get one or two stops and we were able to do that in that game, and that's what we, how we how we won uh, some uh, somewhat of a shootout uh, against the Cowboys last year. We haven't had a game like that at all this year. It's been ugly one way or another in the game. Either the defense has been pathetic and the offense had to save their ass, or in the last couple of weeks the offense has been awful, just awful, against two bad football teams, but it's the defense – that played like they're the good football team and basically blanked those other two um, offenses to, to help keep us in the game to where we had to have come from behind victories against the Minnesota Vikings and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are combined for six wins this year. So a lot to be concerned about going into this game, but a lot more questions than, you know, than true concerns going going into it it's 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 an odd odd game because you know like i said the lions are having trouble with their own consistency they've been beat up by injuries so this isn't a slam dunk victory for the lions even though with the way that they've played this year compared to how we've played this year they should run us off the field on thursday they're going to be at home on thanksgiving day with the whole world watching and you know they should be able to to beat us. They have the the you know arguably the best defense in football right now. Uh, they have all the offensive weapons in the world. Golden Tate has been an outstanding addition for them on the offensive side of the ball. But uh, you know their running game is atrocious, and their offensive line is is beat to crap. So who knows, man? Who knows? So yeah. So even though this is starting to sound like the review segment, how about we go into the review segment and talk about this game a little bit more in depth the bears 
and the Lions on Thanksgiving Day. So the Bears head into this ball game on Thanksgiving Day with their division rival. And as you guys know, anyone who's listened to the show, especially over the last couple of years, knows how much I hate the Detroit Lions. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of a, a, a hatred that is lessened, even though we haven't played them this year, because they appear to not be the uh, over-aggressive douchebags that uh, they were when uh, Jim Swartz was the... Uh, was the head coach and um you know they they seem to be able to they seem to be a bit more of a disciplined team now that jim caldwell is uh, calling the shots there in uh in detroit um you know and it's funny for an offensive-minded guy which is what uh, jim caldwell is for the defense to be the thing that's improving uh you know to be top five top three uh right now they're number one against the run uh in the nfl uh, right now, number ten against the pass. This this defense is no joke. Um, you know it. It was uh, you know widely uh, widely uh, criticized at the end of the draft when uh, you know they were their draft in tenth overall. They they went ahead and picked that tight end Eric Ebron from from uh, North Carolina. Uh, you know another offensive weapon instead of going after some of the uh, young defensive talent in the uh, in the draft whether it was uh uh you know denard from from michigan state or one of the safeties uh haha clinton dix was was predicted to go in that in that spot at number 10 and things like that and instead they went with a tight end another offensive guy uh, you know to, to, to come out of it in the end with the defense being the more improved unit uh in this football team is uh it's something you know I, I really do think that and and for a while there it had me thinking with the way the Lions were playing, uh, you know, what they had, they've had a couple of come from behind victories. I mean, back to back there uh, in London against Atlanta, they were down twenty-one to nothing at halftime, and had to come back and win in the final seconds on a field goal uh, to beat the Falcons out there in London, and then to to come from behind on the final drive uh, against the Miami Dolphins. They they, they kind of seem like uh, you know the Lions just might have it together. Uh, this year and but then faced with some real some real good teams like the uh not that the Dolphins are bad they've actually turned out to be a decent football team they gave the Dolphins or excuse me the Broncos a heck of a run on Sunday afternoon 39-36 and it was a it was a barn burner actually but um you know with uh with the way that the Lions played the last two weeks against you know what's considered to be elite football teams this year and in the cardinals and the uh and the patriots they can't get it going on the offensive side of the ball the defense is is giving up big plays uh they didn't give up a ton of points against the cardinals but they gave up a ton against the uh against the patriots i mean the patriots are doing that to everybody but when you have the number one defense in the league you don't give up 34 points uh in a football game so this is uh, an interesting matchup because, you know, these, these, these teams seem to be seemingly crossing each other on their paths uh, into this final quarter of the, uh, 
of the NFL season. The, the you know the Lions on a two game losing streak, the Bears on a two game winning streak, and uh, you know here they are meeting in the middle right now to see will the Lions keep heading down? Will they cross each other? You know, will they cross or will they basically bang into each other and go back in the direction that they came from? Uh, is is kind of what we're looking at uh, here. So will the Bears be able to withstand this test? Because nobody respects the Bears right now. Nobody. Nobody does. Uh, very few in the fan base, actually, right now have a great deal of respect for the Bears. Uh, you know, it, it's because we're all so disappointed in, in the team. Because we still have Brandon Marshall, who, uh, despite having, you know, trouble with ankle injuries early in the, in the year, uh, has played in every game. Uh, same thing with Alshon Jeffrey. We still have Martellus Bennett. These are guys that haven't missed time this year. Matt Forte, he's been a beast for the Bears this year. Um, you know, probably going back to the uh, Pro Bowl uh, again. And, you know, Jay Cutler, love him or hate him, he has been healthy for every game uh, this year. And, you know, hasn't been perfect, but he's been out there. Uh, more than we can say for him the last couple of years, missing time and uh, and everything. Our, our 2011 season went down the toilet when we lost him. Remember, we were we were in two and three at one point. We won five straight, seven and three, going into you know a four game st uh, stint against the AFC West, which that particular year was the worst division uh, in football. We end up losing every game <laughs> to that, uh, even to the freaking Raiders for Christ's sake. Uh, that year as you know we went on to lose five straight only to win the final game of the season against an overmatched Minnesota Viking uh, team so it's uh, you know and then 2012 he misses a couple of games and now we all know what happened in 2012 so um, you know all the potential in the world on the offensive side of the ball and everybody's been there yeah we've been doing some reshuffling on the offensive line but it shouldn't affect the offense the way that it has and uh you know you've heard me talk about it for weeks now how we come out flat we look uninspired we just don't look ready to play uh when we go out there or, or actually not so much that we don't look ready we don't look like we want to we don't appear to be motivated and we don't uh, it just doesn't look like the team is is going is is out there they, they kind of look like um you know, like, the, you know, you've heard stories from from boxers where they're always just waiting for that first good hit. They want to get hit, the you know, hit really good that first time that kind of, you know, that that loosens the jitters. And OK, now they're ready to fight. Uh, they the, the Bears just kind of seem like that that punch drunk boxer that's waiting for that good that first good smack that will wake him up and, and bring him into the uh, into the fight. And, you know. Sometimes that uh, sometimes that punch comes and they just take it and and you know oh great so were we you know you know that's that's what the moment that we were waiting for and then nothing happened you know nothing happened and you know the game just kept going in that direction and uh we end up looking embarrassing and uh you know the next thing you know we're down 10 to nothing uh at halftime to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers kind of thing so you know, the Bears came out and played inspired football in the third quarter, but went back to their old selves uh, in that, in that uh, you know, after that short span of what, like five minutes or so after the opening drive, we put a touchdown on the board. Okay, great. We're down 10-7. Uh, we go and we get the sack, the turnover, put the ball back in the end zone again. Okay, now we're winning. 
Okay, another turnover, boom, now we're up by two scores. You know, we got control of this football game now. And then we really kind of eased off the gas pedal and just kind of tried to coast into the end of the football game. Now, luckily, the defense was up to the task and kept Tampa Bay at arm's length. But this was a game the Bears should have run away with it in the second half because, it, the, you know, there were a lot of stories coming out of the out of the locker room that the Bears were, quote-unquote, challenged at halftime, that the coaches were basically asking them to sack up and get out there and play some real football uh, in the second half, and they went out and they did it. But they did it just, to, just enough, just to the point as far as they needed to go, and then they eased off the gas pedal in the fourth quarter, and we kind of stumbled our way to victory over a 2-8 and eight football team last week. Well, this isn't... This isn't the week to let that happen. The Bears have to come out motivated and pissed off, whatever. I mean, they, they really should be, even if it's only the players that are doing this. They should be in a position right now where it's, they should be that team that nobody believes in us team. Nobody respects us. And like I said a minute ago, even some of our fan base don't believe in us anymore. That's okay. Because the 53 guys in this room, we believe in each other. The coaches believe in us. And we're going to go out there and prove all those doubters wrong. This should be the speech you're hearing in the Bears locker room. You know, because the media in Chicago is relentless as far as talking about how much this team sucks. And that's, that's what you've been hearing. It's, you know, it's basically, you know, one of the prevailing headlines that came out of Chicago this week was the Bears weren't good. They were just less bad than Tampa Bay, which is a perfect description of how that football game went. They just happened to make fewer mistakes or less hurtful mistakes in the game against the Buccaneers uh, on Sunday, you know, and kind of, uh, you know, rolled and fell into a victory. Uh, more so than they kind of earned it, at least on the offense. And that's kind of how the team has been this year, where even if a team, one unit has been good enough to keep us in the game, the other unit is so embarrassingly bad that it kind of overshadows how well the other unit did. And that's exactly what happened on, on Sunday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bear defense, which I later saw on like uh, NFL Network on Monday morning, that uh, they were the number one fantasy defense in the NFL last week. Uh, that they, uh, you know, they had five, five sacks, four turnovers. Uh, you know, they almost scored a touchdown with the Ryan Mundy uh, interception. But, uh, you know, that performance was overshadowed by how poorly the offense played. Jay Cutler with only 130 yards uh, passing uh, the the only we only had one real scoring drive the other two were set up on extremely short fields because of the defense you know holding up their end and then some uh, holding up both ends uh, and, and whatnot so it's uh, you know that that's kind of been the tail of the tape for the Bears and that's what makes this such uh, you know an intriguing matchup because we know what both of these teams are capable of. Um, the Bears are a much bigger mystery than than the Lions are. They've they've played well throughout uh, the season. They've just hit a rough patch because they're playing some of the elite teams uh, in the league. Now they played the Cardinals tough, but they got steamrolled by the uh, by the Patriots. But before this this uh, 
two-game losing streak, they had actually won six of their last seven football games. They won the first game of the season against the uh, the Giants. They won it big, 35-14. to Then they went down to Carolina and got smashed, 24-7. to Then they, they, they won two in a row against Green Bay. They, they pounded the Packers, but that was in Detroit. Then they beat uh, the Jets, lost to Buffalo. Still don't know how that happened. And then they went ahead and they went on a four-game winning streak. Minnesota, New Orleans, Atlanta, Miami. Now, granted, neither one of these four football teams really lighten up the world. The Miami Dolphins are the best of that group, but they won all of those football games. Narrow margins uh, for all of them except the Minnesota game. They won Minnesota 17-3. to Then New Orleans was 24-23. to uh, Atlanta was 22 to 21 and, and Miami was 20 to 16 so narrow margins but you know nonetheless this is what this team has been able to do this year they've been you know playing better football with you know playing defensive football which has been the one thing that that always seemed to manage to to keep them out of football games or the fact that you know Stafford and, and company would have to score 35 points a game to be able to win a football game because the defense was out there giving up 28, 30 points a game. That is not the case this year. You know, it's, they have been, uh, you know, a lot stingier uh, with the points. I don't, I don't see where it is that they rank as far as uh, giving up points, but uh, I, would, I would wager that they're in the top 10 uh, this year. Yeah, they've only given up 190 points so far uh, this year. And the second closest in our division is Minnesota with 244. Green Bay right behind them with 246. The Bears, of course, give up 100 points in two games, so that's not going to help. Have given up 303 points uh, so far this year. But only 190 points in the first, uh, you know, what, 10 games, 11 games? 11 games. So, you know, they're giving up, you know, less than less than 19 points uh, a game, which – you know, if that's what your defense is doing, you're going to be in pretty good shape. So um, even though they haven't been lighting up the world points-wise, at least not since week one when they put up 35 on the uh, on the Giants, that's still their highest point total of the season. Kind of like the Bears, who the highest point total we've had all year is 28, and we put that up on San Francisco week two. We haven't come close to that since, or, you know, not past it anyway. We've scored 27 a couple of times, but uh, – we haven't gone over 28 that we scored against the 49ers week number two. Um, aside from that offensive output they had against the Giants, they've kind of been, you know, which is all you need to do in the league is scoring just enough points uh, to win. So it's uh, not the explosive out of the gates, watch out for this team offense that they've had over the years. And then let's just pray that we outscore the opponent in this one. It's, uh, you know, they, they've kind of been struggling to be that team that uh, put enough points on the uh, on the board to, to, to get victories, but just kind of eking it out. I mean, they had an, in a three-game three game stretch where they, they beat uh, Atlanta, New Orleans, and, and Miami. They won three games by, an, by a, a, a total of six points. You know, two one-point victories and a four-point win over the over the Dolphins. This is how they eked by in the, the last portion of that winning streak to get to where they are. They were seven and two a few weeks ago. So, you know, and then their in, in their offensive inconsistency has 
really showed its it reared its ugly head the last couple of weeks uh, against Arizona and New England. So that's what makes this game interesting to me. Uh, you have the Bears who have been embarrassingly bad on defense, have played extremely well on defense the last two weeks. Uh, even though they've been against uh, you know lesser units in Minnesota and Tampa Bay, not exactly lighting up the world and scoring uh, scoring points and whatnot, but it's it's more about just being able to go out there and do it, knowing what needs to be done in order to to get those results. The Bears hadn't done that just yet, you know, not even against the uh, the Jets. That we were that's when we we're still having the problem with the whole behind the linebacker in front of the safety thing that I talked about week after week after week after week that they the Bears haven't really been hurt by that uh, recently um, you know even in the I mean the only person that's really done that to us in the last five or six weeks was Gronkowski um, uh, you know even when when the Packers were eating us up they were somehow figuring out how to beat us on the outside as opposed to carving us up in the middle of the field so you know it's uh we seem to have figured things out, and uh, the the players only meeting going into the Minnesota game, if that's what's led the team to be playing this well, then hallelujah for that defensive meeting. The players only meeting where they seem to just kind of figure it out on their own since the coaches didn't seem to be up to it. So, you know, even though we've done it, like I said, against Minnesota and Tampa Bay, um, who, like I said, have not scored a lot of points this year. We know what it takes to to do it. You know, we got after uh, the Vikings. We got after Bridgewater. We really got after Tampa Bay. We 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 got to McCown five times. We forced four turnovers. Got a couple, you know, some interceptions uh, in there, and were able to put the offense in a spot to, you know, where they didn't have to do much work to put points uh, on the board. So they at least know the formula. You know, they know what they need to do to get after the get after the quarterback, be disruptive in the pocket, force some mistakes, and you'll make things happen. Now, Stafford, for all of his brilliance in the quarterback position, he's known as a gunslinger as well. He can get a little overzealous uh, with football, especially when he's under pressure. And his offensive line has been beat up this year. Uh, it has been. They're, they've been much like the Bears this year. They're starting one unit, uh, you know, after the next, and uh, it's... Um, it's been difficult uh, to find consistency because that offensive line has not been around for every game. Uh, you know, let's see, uh, Matt Stafford has been sacked 33 times already this year in 11 games. That's three sacks a game. If the Bears can be as consistent in the pass rush as they have been the last couple of weeks, this could be the key to the game for us. Um, you know, to be able to to get after Stafford, um, put him in a position to where he's he's not comfortable throwing the football, but has to get rid of it or take another sack. That could be, you know, the opening of the floodgates for the Bears to force some turnovers, to get those takeaways, to put the offense in a better position to where they're on a short field trying to go up against this this stingy defense that's only allowed 18 points a game for the first 11 games uh this year so you know i think that may be the the key to it all for us because we're going up against the number one rushing defense in football so running the football should actually be a priority 
in, in trying to get it going downhill uh, against this uh, against this football team. And Matt Forte has actually had really good success running the ball uh, against the Lions. I th- I think if you had to go into it, hundred yard games. I think he has more against the Lions than anybody else. Um, you know, even when the Lions have been good on on defense in the past, seems like he's always been able to run the football against them. It's you know kind of like uh, that's just one of those teams he's always kind of had their number type thing. He's always played well uh, against the Lions, good or bad. Forte has always been able to uh, to make a mark uh, against Detroit, and you know hopefully that's just kind of kind of that thing he just knows how to play against the lions he knows what to do against them and oh there he goes again uh kind of thing it would be really great if we could do that that would open up several things for the bears you know play action get the ball down the field with uh with marshall and jeffrey uh you know open up that middle of the field get it to bennett and you know wilson uh and things like that to to kind of expand hell do the play action in the forte where you fake the handoff to him and then oh look at that he's open out of the backfield boom there we go another pass to forte we get a first down uh and so on so that's what's uh you know i think important on the offensive side of the ball is to find some level of consistency for us uh on offense if if you know like we're, we're playing a top five defense if passing is the only thing that works then let's just do that <laughs> you know we got to do whatever it's going to take to be successful you know the key to this game is consistency whatever we're doing that works we have to keep doing it as it's working and um you know it, it's i think that will, will that will definitely help us on the defense side of the ball we just talked about it getting after getting after stafford because they have the 30th 30th ranked rush offense in the league they're rushing for 80 yards a game uh so far now granted reggie bush has been hurt he's been out of the lineup i think they're looking to bring him back on thursday but he's five weeks removed uh from his last game maybe a little rusty you know not exactly in football shape you know probably needs to get a little bit more of a breather every now and then because he's you know hasn't been playing football for the last month and a half uh kind of thing so that's what's going to be important for the bears is uh getting after uh stafford and and more so in the middle of that defensive line that stephen pye who's been playing like a beast uh, this year, Jay Ratliff, Ego Ferguson, Will Sutton, whoever's in the middle, uh, they have to be the most disruptive, you know, because that's, uh, you know, Stafford likes to run around. And if the middle of that pocket is collapsing in front of him, he's going to, you know, have to, you know, kind of wheel out and, and run around and he will run into Willie Young or Jared Allen who are coming off the edge uh, after him so that 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 uh the middle of that defensive line needs to remain uh to remain as disruptive as it has been uh, especially from last week with pie he had two sacks jay ratliff had one you know of the five sacks that we had three of them came from our defensive tackles which is not an easy thing to do in the nfl so um i think that would be uh what's uh what's what's important what we want to do you know or at least with maybe with mel tucker dialing up those blitzes um which he's hasn't done very much which has kind of been disappointing but you know to 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 do that to to use the and get after the middle of the field like that now we got to be smart about it we got to be 
quick about it because, you know, Stafford is a good quarterback and he will take the hot read and, and move it, you know, get rid of the football uh, right away. But I'm thinking that, you know, if, you know, Pia and Ratliff, you know, do some kind of, uh, you know, stunt in the middle with, with one of our linebackers, whether it's Williams or Bostic or, you know, Christian Jones, who I think is going to be starting for Lance Briggs uh, on Thursday, uh, to just go in there and, and attack the middle of the field and are the middle of the line of scrimmage to try to force that pressure and force Stafford, you know, to the outside where Willie Young and Jared Allen will be waiting for him. So I think that's what's going to be key for us is because uh, I don't think the Lions are good enough uh, on, against the run and the Bears are much better uh, against the run this year than they were a year ago. Number 12 in the league and we're weak against the past, 228th. Uh, in the league uh, in the in the past so I mean talk about a David and Goliath matchup the number 10 passing offense in football against the number 28 passing defense uh, in football so you know (laughs) they're salivating over the fact that they they can't wait to throw the football against us especially for a team that hasn't been able to score a touchdown the last two weeks they're the 15 points that they've scored in the last two games that's five field goals that's all they've done in the last two games so they're probably chomping at the bit to get after our defense only problem is our pass rush is better than it than it was especially in the last few weeks and their offensive line isn't very good so that's kind of where we can counterbalance those numbers you know so what if we have the 28th ranked passing offense uh, in the league you can't throw the ball when you're on your back and that's going to be the key in stopping and even in slowing down also stopping the lions is getting after matt stafford so that's the key getting after them because our number 12 rush defense you know which god help us if we'd had a number 12 rush defense a year ago you know what i'm saying uh the number 12 rush defense i think will counterbalance very well against that 30th ranked rush offense of the lions so so yeah, that's that's how I think this is. Uh, this needs to go down as far as talking strategy X's and O's. It's it's going to be important for the for the defense to establish that an aggressive, tenacious, you know, relenting, unrelenting pass rush against the Lions, especially from the interior. Paya, Sutton, Ferguson, Ratliff, get after Matt Stafford, Willie Young, you know make yourself welcome you know make yourself at home in your old digs you know back in detroit and then let them know that you're with us now and uh you know let's send the lions into this end of the year spiral that they've been known for the last few years they're like the cowboys of the nfc north where you know yeah they get off to a hot start but once you get into late november and early december they start to fall apart and you know, could this be this two game losing streak, even though they played against these quote unquote elite teams the last two weeks? Could this be the start of that of that meltdown? I mean, last year they were in the same spot, six and three, seven and two. They end up losing out. They lost the last six or seven games of the season to where, you know, the Bears were trying to give the division away last year. But the Lions just wouldn't take it from us until we finally came to the last week and it was the Bears and the Packers fighting for it and the Lions were out of it in week 16. The week 17 matchup didn't even matter. Could that be the spiral that the Lions are on now? I say if the Bears beat them on Thursday, it very well could be because they've went from being like four games up on the Bears 
to only being one game ahead and you know and that one game is erased by the fact the bears have the head-to-head victory over them and they have to try to beat us in soldier field in a few weeks when you know winter is already here i mean we've got snow and bitter cold temperatures out here imagine how ugly it's going to be if this continues uh at the in the end of december so could this be that beginning of that downward spiral for the lions could this be that end of the year prayer for the bears where they're trying to keep themselves in it as the season begins to wind down trying to stay relevant in the nfc playoff picture so all the questions will be answered on thursday because i think the season either really gets underway or the season begins to end on thursday if the bears lose not exactly the end of the world but it's our third division law we one and three in the division if we lose you can pretty much pack it in from there um if we win though we're an even two and two in the division we're only one game behind second place then where we become one of those in the hunt teams in the playoff picture all of a sudden on a three game winning streak with three very winnable games following up actually four if you count the vikings game um you know we won't be favored to beat the cowboys but with the cowboys in the elements in chicago with the weather some people will lean towards the bears having the advantage in that one we will absolutely be favored against the saints on monday night in december uh because the saints can't win in that kind of weather they've proven that several times and then you know seeing where we are a few weeks from now how will we be favored or will we be the underdog against detroit when they come back to soldier field uh in a few weeks it's going to be a very interesting stretch and it all starts on thursday you know are the bears for real you know, or have they just been beating up on the weaker kid for the last two weeks? You know, are they the are they that kid that, uh, you know, the bully's been sick and out of school for the last couple of days? So this is my chance to pick on somebody and I'm going to pick on that kid. And that's what they've been doing. And now here comes the bully. He's <laughs> he's recovered from his cold and he's ready to come back. Will that uh, you know, will he uh, will he be smacking us around? Or are we going to finally punch that bully in the nose and take take the playground back? You know, so we'll have to wait and see. So I, I, I think the Bears can definitely win the game. I definitely think that they can. There's, it's just a weird vibe about this game. I, I just have a weird feeling about the Bears being able to pull this thing off. Will they pull it off? That's the real question. So we'll, uh, we will be back um, sometime during the weekend. I'm thinking Saturday, possibly Sunday. I want definitely want to get the game, get the show out by Sunday at the latest. Um, the the review episode of the of this football game between the bears uh and the lions and uh we'll see where we are from there should make for some interesting uh knee-jerk reactions being recorded during that football game depending on how this is going i mean is the crowd just too much for the bears and they can't get it together do they come out flat and uninspired again uh you know and the lions while the bears are pretending to you know, while the Bears are standing around taking a beating, collecting paychecks, and the Lions go up 21 nothing in the first quarter and it's over with, or am I after the first, like, you know what, the Bears, you know, they came out ready to play football today. Here we go. This could be it kind of thing. I'm excited to find out. You know, I love watching the Bears play on Thanksgiving. Uh, win or lose, it just kind of adds something to the holiday, and uh, I'm really looking forward uh, to that. So, um that's going to do it for the week 13 preview episode of the chicago bears review like i said we'll be back saturday possibly sunday no later than sunday i promise 
with the review episode of this football game. Uh, maybe even get it done on, on Friday if I get a chance, uh, to be honest with you. Um, just keep your eyes uh, open on the uh, the Facebook page on, on uh, you know, the Chicago Bears Review Facebook page. I often uh, let you guys know what's going on with the show. And, you know, if there's a delay, I always kind of try to keep you guys, uh, you know, in the loop so you know what's going on if you're waiting for the newest episodes to uh, to come out. So, you know, Friday, I think, is a possibility, but more likely Saturday, no later uh, than Sunday. We'll see how busy I am because I'm heading to Chicago to see the family for the holiday and see how, uh, see how busy they keep me uh, while I'm in town. So uh, just keep your eyes open. And, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll want to keep our eyes open during this game. We won't be shielding our eyes from the horror that is the Bears playing on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, we'll find out all what it is when we come back uh, this weekend. So until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Chicago Bears Review.